0: Raison Lewis, see now I feel so cool now because the tables have turned and I'm interviewing you. Because we've done this before, but
1: it was always you the
0: interviewee, but now it's my turn.
1: Yep. so this I'm ain't real talk
0: with on everybody <laughs> this, is a, this is a conversation <laughs> so Rizan I appreciate you so much for wanting to be a part of this episode um how are you how's everything going
1: I'm really good man God is blessing um you know just taking one thing at a time and, and doing the best we can to make a difference in this here world so yeah thank you for having awesome. me
0: Awesome. Awesome. I mean, that's all we can do nowadays with COVID and precautions changing and things like that. People separated. It's just all we can do is just hang on (laughs) the best way we can. So um, I wanted to bring you on the show because, you know, of course, what I always do with Exquisite Conversations is I like to highlight dynamic individuals in the community. And to me, in my opinion, I respect you so much. And I'm so proud and so impressed with everything that you do because you are just someone that people just know. I always say you're the... the (laughs) the non-intimidating black guy because you just oh. have like this very like charming way of like drawing people in, you know, being able to help people, make people feel good about themselves. And it's not an insult. It's like <laughs> I always make fun about it. But um no, I totally respect you and everything that you have going on. And um you know I think of you as like the mayor of the unofficial mayor of Somerville. So
1: Oh, man. Yeah. You, you, know, I, I you, uh, you know, I call you, you know, I call you Town Oprah. So we, we have our names for each other.
0: <laughs> well, awesome. For those of you that are listening that aren't familiar with who you are, on, um give us an introduction. Tell us uh, who you are and what it is that you do.
1: Word. So thank you so much again for having me. Uh, my name is Jean Lewis. I'm the executive director of Lowcountry Youth Services. Uh, we're a youth development organization that was born and raised right here in the Lowcountry. Um, our goal um, since 2008 has been to improve the lives of young people through, ent- through mentorship programs and engagement opportunities that will allow them to better themselves and their communities. Um, our flagship program is called the Distinguished Gentlemen's Club Mentoring Program. They work with young men from eight to 18 to guide into the transitions of manhood using uh, the three key tenants of healthy relationships, college and career readiness, and leadership training. Um, we do a lot of cool stuff with it. Our boys have been, have been a lot of places, done a lot of things. Um, in addition to that, uh, we also have our Young and Rise program, which is an in-school initiative. And outside of my work in the nonprofit sector, I also um, am the, the creator and host and whatever else you want to call it, of Real Talk of Rajon, which is a weekly podcast where I talk to people, you know, who are doing great things and Kim, of which Kim has been a, a guest, I believe, multiple times. Um, and I, I, I take great pride in the, the community that I raised up. And I'm from, I'm born in the Chuck, raised in the Chuck, and I'm probably going to die somewhere near the Chuck. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm greatly appreciative from um, everything that God has been able to do through the work that I'm I've been, I've been associated with.
0: Well, awesome, awesome. So see for everyone, I see, I I always try to bring on amazing people and on you are the definition of amazing. So for me, I've always wanted to ask you this, like, you know, mentorship, being involved with the community, you know, volunteering. I know it's something that I'm very passionate about as well. You know, for me, it started when I was younger and I've always just, you know, been very passionate about helping people, having some kind of impact on people's lives. How did you, get tied into mentorship? How did you, you know, come into this position and say, you know what, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is, you know, what I need to be doing. This is my calling. This is my purpose.
1: That's a really long story. I'm <laughs> going to make the longest, like it's a like every time I start telling it, it takes like 30 minutes for me to get through the whole thing. So I'm not going to do that to y'all. I'm not going to bore y'all with that, with, the, with those details. But what I will say is this. Um, right out of high school, um, I joined the army. Um, I was in the army for six and a half years. When I got out of the army, I came back to the Somerville area. I came back to Charleston, Wanted to move back to Charleston so I could make a difference in my town. I didn't know how I would do it. I just knew I needed to get back there and do some stuff. Um, worked some odd jobs. Um, I was a barber. I worked at a call center. I sold. I sold insurance. And my last job that I had um, in the call center, working for AT&T, um, I realized something very important about myself, and it was that I could no longer just work for money. I couldn't just do a job because it pays me, even if it pays me well. Um, and I needed to do something that spoke directly to who I am, my purpose, um, something that, that I could wake up in the morning excited about doing every single day. Um, I left my, I quit my job um, and went to school at Trident Technical College to get my small business degree while I was there. My first semester, actually, I had a teacher by the name of Mr. Monterey, who asked me if I ever um, thought about teaching. And I told him, no, never thought about teaching, not something I'm interested in doing. Um, I honestly don't want to work with kids. I said this. These are the words that I said. Um, and he says, well, I want you to go talk to this guy, Dr. Brown, excuse me, who's the Dean of Humanities at, at Trident Technical College. And within an hour of talking to him, I had switched my major and I have been on, I, I was put on the list to transfer to College of Charleston to become a member of the Call Me Mr. program. So fast forward four years, I graduated from College of Charleston and Trident Tech in a year of one another. So I have a associate's degree and a bachelor's degree. Um, I hit the classroom and I love it. Um, I, I love being able to be around kids. I love the the way they look at you when you walk into that building, and 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 they know this man is here because of me. This man is here to make sure I have what I need. Um, I love that feeling. But while I was teaching, I got involved with an after school program where I was able to create this little mentoring program of sorts where we just did little stuff, you know, the basic stuff, you know, of course the ties and all of that. But in addition to the ties. I realized that there was so much more to it. Um, We got to do things like, um, we wrote our own creed, so They had to learn their creed. I taught them, they learned how to tie their own tie. They learned how to like, how to mediate situations. So we talked about peer mediation. We talked about dealing with situations with parents. We talked about all this other stuff that was so much more than just give a guy a tie. Um, I decided to leave that school after two years because it was really far from my house. So I wanted to get a job closer to my house. I'll still be teaching. And um, I told my wife I wanted to start a mentoring program and uh, so that I could do the stuff that I was doing with the kids, with the boys after school. Um, in the community, I thought that's something that, that would benefit the community. At that time, I was um, linked to uh, Ricardo Perry, who was the founder of then Connections and you incorporated um, founder of the Distinguished Gentleman's Club as well. And I talked to him and I told him that I had these ideas and all these things that I want to do. And he said, okay, cool. Well, take that idea to Somerville. I'm going to give you, you know, I'll give you, because." local youth services was established in 2008. I came on board in 2016. So he said, take, take what I built here, right? Take it to Somerville and create your own branch of it. And so we started uh, May of 2016, um, building that. And by the end of that, that year, we had built, we had brought in 33 kids that were working with, our, with us. We had 33 kids and 13 mentors. And by the following uh, May, we were up to like 50 to 60 kids with like 20 mentors. And it's grown and it's grown and it's grown from that. So I said all of that to say that this journey has been really interesting, but I took over as executive director of Low Country Youth Services in 2019, where um, um, Ricardo Perry you know, moved on to other endeavors. And I've been able to learn so much, not just about um, myself, I mean, not just about these kids, but about myself and about the importance of doing this work continually and passionately and consistently. Um, yeah, I'll stop there.
0: <laughs> you were on a roll. I was letting you roll. <laughs> that was awesome, though. And that's that's really interesting to be able to hear like how, you know, it started with you when you were younger and you still carried it into adulthood. Yeah. And, you know, I can look at you and, you know, when I see you in, out in the community doing the things that you're doing, that passion is still there. Like, yeah. that fire is still there. And it's like, it's good to be able to see that in the community, especially, you know, from a male role model because i think that's something you know in the black community that we lack so much you know yeah. we don't get that much that many male leaders that step up and say hey i'm going to do this hey i'm going to do that what's that been like being able to be like cuz so many people look to you and call upon you and recognize you so often you know what's that like being that person that people look to for answers for guidance for leadership
1: um it can be it can be a bit much sometimes um it's something i've learned to embrace and to understand that god has uniquely placed me in this position for a reason um my life hasn't always been this way when i was in the army i mentioned being in the army i was really down on myself for most of the time a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't believe it they'd probably think like which i want to kill it in the army no i was not a good soldier (laughs) um you know um you know and and because I remember going through those times where I was really down on myself and I didn't believe in my own self. I didn't believe in my own capabilities. I didn't believe in my own greatness. When I look at a lot of these kids, that's what I see. When I look at a lot of these adults, even, who are you know, going through life day to day, just making it. I'm just trying to, you know, like I can look at them and say, look, man, I know where you are. I can feel what you feel. So I, I want to help you to get to where I know you can be. And to some people, you know, that may be intimidating. To some people, they may think that that's you know, me thinking that I'm better than people, but no, I'm, I'm literally telling, like when I tell people that it's like, no, 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 like Rage John's been exactly where you are. I've been there. I've done that. So when people do call on me and say, hey, you know, I, I, would, like, I would like some advice. I'd like some guidance. I'd like some support. I try to help as many people as I can. Um, I'm not always able to help everybody, but I, you know, I'm always down to meet somebody for coffee or, you know, sit down and talk and figure out, you know, if I can be of assistance, how can I be of assistance? And to not do it in a way that's like, I'm here and you're here because I'm not here. I'm just a person that people talk to, but there are people with so much more knowledge and so much more wisdom than I have that I go to and say, hey, I need to sit down and have coffee with you. Like on a daily basis, there's somebody on my line that I'm calling like, hey, I need advice. Can you help me? So that, that keeps me humble to the fact that like I'm not better than anybody else. I'm, I'm not above anybody else. I'm just a, a, a person that's in this wheel trying to make things happen just like anybody else.
0: And I think that's an important part of leadership, you know, when knowing that I don't have all the answers, I don't have it all figured out. I'm not going to sit here and act like I got it all figured out or I know what I'm doing and being humble enough with yourself to say, you ain't got it all figured out. So we're not about to act (laughs) like we, like we know what we're doing all the time and whatnot, you know, that's a very real thing. And it's, so it's always such a relief to me to hear real leaders say that, like, I don't know what I'm doing half the time,
1: you know, (laughs) go ahead. That's the crazy thing, right? That's the crazy thing about the era that we're in right now is that people want to be experts. So I don't know if you're on Clubhouse. Are you on Clubhouse?
0: No, I'm not on Clubhouse. (laughs) So
1: so I I was on Clubhouse for, you know, the first month I was on, I was really, really into Clubhouse. And then I realized that everybody that came on Clubhouse was an expert. (laughs) i was like oh, you're an expert like everybody's an expert like this is the expert app like everybody nobody needs Everybody it? Know? we just all know everything about everything and then i was like you know what i don't know so i think we're in an era where people want to be quote-unquote experts and so they try to position themselves as experts as okay well i wrote a book so now i'm a book writing coach I rode a train, so now I'm a train riding coach. I, you know, like, it's like, you, you, like, so. It's funny, I've had this conversation so many times. (laughs) So I think that it's important that people who are in positions of leadership to say, look, man, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I will tell somebody like, look, I don't know anything about what you're talking about. I'm afraid of some people who know, you know, I've never done that. And if I've done it, I probably have not done it enough times. To, um, to, to have, to be an expert level. Um, I know there's a book and I can't remember what book it is, but it says that you need 10,000 hours in a specific thing before you become an expert in it. Yeah. 10,000 hours. If I haven't put 10,000 hours into it, I can't tell you anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> so so that's, that's that's just, you know, I think it's really important that, that, that those of us who, especially people who others look at as leaders, they yeah. acknowledge that and they realize that and they, they, they say that because if not, people get a real false idea of what leadership is, especially you especially kids.
0: Yeah. And that's so, that's so true. Like, I feel like that is very, very true. Like, and it's the same with, you know, being an entrepreneur, like it's the same with entrepreneurship. Like I think social media for me, social media is like the root of that because social media has this very like, I don't know. It gives people this like God complex to where it's like this power. Like I can say what I want. I can do you can what I what want. You be. And so they feel like I, I got it all figured out. I know all
1: the answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can one hold on. So now, so you have to compound that, right? So I can say what I want. And if people disagree with me, I can block them out of my life. Yes. They no longer exist. <laughs> So, so so now I'm just spouting out whatever it is that I want to say. And I also don't have to hear from people who disagree. So then I begin to think that nobody disagrees with me. Everybody agrees with me.
0: And then I think I'm an expert. Now I'm an expert.
1: <laughs> now I'm an expert. Now, I'm an expert. Now, I can, now I can write books telling you how to do the thing that I've done once. Exactly. <laughs>
0: That's so, so, so very true. Like, everything, like, these are conversations that I had so much. And it's so funny that you're like making all this real. Like, <laughs> to, piggyback off of, to piggyback off of social media and the power of social media one of the things that I like about you is that you use your platform very very well you know people know you people respect you in the community and so you use that to your advantage like I like whenever you're like let's talk about this or this crazy thing just happened so let's yeah. talk about it you know so much so many times like on social media like we have a way of just saying this is how I feel this is the right way so no one else is included so (laughs) and what I enjoy so much about Real Talk with Raison, and I want you to talk a little bit about how that came to be Mm -hmm. is that you open the floor for everyone it's like we might disagree in opinions but it's important that we all have a space to be able to express ourselves and say like this is how I feel but Okay, you might disagree. You might not agree, and that's okay. We don't have to like yeah. hate each other. We don't right. have to burn down the village. Like, yeah, it's not no, we necessary. Don't. We don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, so that's that's something that's intentional about my show. Like I, I, from day one. So for those who don't know, Real Talk Rajan, um, I've been doing it consistently now, running up on four years in June. Um, and but I actually started it in 2012 um, on an app called UStream. Um, And I used to broadcast live and I would write out scripts and all of that. And it got me to be a bit much because that's when I was in college, pursuing my my undergrad degree. But the purpose of that show is to have discussions, like hard discussions, meaningful discussions in a respectful way. Like, I think the biggest piece that goes back to your point about social media is that people want to create narratives and the narratives that they create are the only narratives they want to even listen to. They're the only narrative that they will even consider. And if it's outside of that realm, no, it doesn't matter. I'm blocking it out. So when I have these discussions, I want people to come in and disagree with me. Uh, when I was talking about when President Trump got elected, mm-hmm. I would have forums. And I would open the lines and say, anybody call me. Let's talk about it. If I'm if, if what I'm saying you think is fundamentally untrue, or you disagree with even the way that I'm saying it, tell me. I would even um, invite people to say, hey, if, if you don't want to talk on air, email me. Let's meet for coffee. Let's let's sit down and, and talk real. about it because that's how we heal. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that's
1: yeah. how we heal. So 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 uh, my, one of my favorite podcasts is Jones says that people get on the internet for two reasons. One of two reasons you get on the internet to inform or to perform. <laughs> you get on to inform, let people know something, give people information, or you're performing. And you're just trying to get attention and i try mm-hmm. to never ever do anything to perform for anybody um going back to your point about you know my usage of social media i am very intentional about not trying to 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 create a version of Rayjon lewis that doesn't exist the version of Rayjon lewis that y'all see on social media is is me on a day-to-day basis like that's me like on a like I, I talk to my kids the same way I talk to my wife the same way I talk to my family the same way um, and and I I really do try to make that a real thing, um, I think that's another thing about you know this who, who you can be who you want to be thing. There are people who never ever talk to their talk to certain people unless they got a camera on.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that that creates a false narrative. And that's that, the world that,
0: we live in now. I don't know yeah. why it's like. And that- Yeah, like everyone's got a mask on, everyone's trying to keep up some kind of image. It's like, who are you out behind that? Like, what's going on behind here? Because I don't care about the performance. I don't care about the show or the entertainer side. Like, everybody has a smartphone, so they feel like... They're, they have this power like oh my God, it's crazy how social media just became it started out as a way for people to connect and it's grown into like this little monster yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and it's just kind of crazy like wow, like people really just like get up in the morning it's like do you even know who you are like do you even know like once once the show is over like what what happens like do you they wake just up turn like this
1: off? oh good morning. <laughs> Instagram live. I just woke up.
0: I hate that all so night. Much.
1: Not not mentioning the fact that oh, they actually didn't just wake up. They woke up, put on makeup, put a light in their face, and then picked up a camera and said, "Oh, I'm just waking up. I woke I I I woke up like this."
0: You it's know, like no, you, you didn't. Fooling? Like like no one didn't. looks that good.
1: <laughs> no, nobody wakes up with eyeliner on. Nobody does.
0: I promise you, that's not a female thing. I like. I don't know, like i've never seen a woman like wake up just with a fit no it
1: doesn't exist yeah but that's 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 something that you know like i said like i take i take great pride in that and i also take great pride in the fact that um i don't um you know when it comes to guests and and i'm pretty sure this is something you'll experience as well um when it comes to guests i don't like block anybody out like if somebody anybody wants to come on my show i open it up to them like come on like you don't have to be people like yo what do i need to do to get on your show like put in the form I mean, you don't have to have a business. Like, I have a lot of business owners and a lot of you know people who do great work. But I've had a guy that came on, he just wanted to talk about flat earth. I'm not a flat earther, but I'll bring you on to talk about it. We can have a discussion about it. Tell me what you think. But also understand that if I disagree, I'm going to respectfully tell you, homeboy, I think this sounds kind of nuts, <laughs> which I did several times in the episode, but it was one of my favorite episodes. Because it was somebody genuinely stating his belief and rocking with it. Like he was he was really, really riding on it. I don't I'm not sure if he's still in. I gotta check in on him. But, uh, shout out to Jeremiah <laughs> Robinson. <check> <laughs> Give
0: us an update. <laughs> bam. we got it. <laughs> so you wear so many hats, you are podcaster you are leader of distinguished gentlemen's club you know community leader uh public speaker um you're also a husband and a dad how is how do you how do you do all of that you know i talked to i talked to so many women that
1: <laughs>
0: i talked to so many women that go through that and they're like trying to be mom trying to be why trying to be this but it's like it's really that i get to ask a man that question like how do you like what's that like like how how do you maintain how do you keep up with everything
1: so a few things um one um calendar um google calendar is like my best friend i put everything in the calendar um <laughs> if it's not in the calendar it's not gonna happen um so that's one thing that i've become really accustomed to is just living by that calendar the second thing um, that allows me to be able to do that is I have the best wife on the planet. Um, she makes sure that I do what I'm supposed to do. She makes sure I have what I'm supposed to have. She keeps me grounded. She keeps me centered. And she's also the person telling me, you need to take a break. Um, so because of that, and then my children, you know, like I I just, I'm a really, I'm a blessed person. I'm, I'm really a, a really blessed person that, that has, been the beneficiary of some of an amazing God, that's that's really what it comes back to. But like that, that's that's how I do it. Um, I, I I've learned to make maximize my team. I'm still learning that, you know, delegating responsibilities and allowing other people to to get involved and, and take part in it. But I, I utilize my community to the best of my, to, the, to the best of my ability. I utilize my family to the best of my ability when they when they're available for it. And I also make time for what really matters. So first things first. Um, I mentioned my wife. Friday nights, I don't plan stuff. That's date night. No matter what, that is date night. That is something we established. That Rajan, I get that you're out here being Mr. Man to all these people, <laughs> but on Friday night, you better have me somewhere doing something. So too easy, ma'am. Um, we also take breaks. We'll take trips. Like I'll, I'll. If we don't have anything going on on Saturday, I will get in the car and say, let's drive. And we will drive wherever and just spend the weekend there and chill out we we do stuff like that um we make time for each other um because i always say if i had if, if i can only keep one of these things out of everything i'm keeping her Aww. so um <laughs> if it came to it like i love this you know i love low country services i love real talk with rajan i love everything else but nothing happens without her none of it so i i um i always make sure i keep that first and she makes sure that i'm good because I make sure that she's good and that's how I'm able to do everything that I do.
0: Oh. And that's always that's always wonderful to be able to hear like when you because you need that kind of support you know and anytime you're doing anything in the community you run a business you are some kind of public figure you need that support at home because at home that's where you take off your mask and you can relax and be yourself it's like if you can't unwind or have someone that you can bend to someone that you can that can just be there just to soak up the frustration you know then it's like how are you surviving like how are you like <laughs> so like you know, so you're gonna like, go crazy eventually.
1: <laughs> so like there are days, there are days, and I, being completely transparent, there are days where I come home and I'm like, babe, I'm I'm I can't, I'm done, and I will spend the entire weekend in my bed. Like I will there. literally like I have a, I have you know I, I have a bathroom and everything like I will just go like in my room. I will not leave my room. My family make sure I eat. They, you know my, my wife and my kids they make sure I eat. They make sure you know I'm straight. Hey, you need anything? Make sure I have quiet and peace and quiet, so I can just be in my own thoughts and nobody bothers me. Um, That's a really unique situation. I I think that not a lot of times, you know, we talk about the power of the black family and how how we can, you know, how we can uplift one another and how we can give each other the things we need. And I think when we even when we think about, you know, you mentioned women, I think that a lot of times that's what women want. Women just want they want the ability to, to. If I need to turn everything off and to be able to chill and not have to do anything, I need you to give me that. I need that hour, I need that two hours. I need a day, just give me a day where I can not be superwoman for like a day. And I promise you, I got you. And my family allows me to be able to do that. and I am so grateful for to them for that. Like, they, they're amazing.
0: <laughs> well, we all love the Lewis family. I will say that. <laughs> <Thank God. laughs> so tell us, you know, I know we've talked about so many th- different things. How can people support the, your organizations? How can people support Real Talk with Raise On? All of the things that you do. Tell us how we can support you and how we can find you.
1: Okay, so um, you can find me. Um, I would start with Low Country Youth Services. Um, Low Country Youth Services um, needs your help. Um, we are a Black-led, Black-serving organization. Uh, we do serve open to other races as well, but our, our target audience is Black boys. If you look at what you look at our website, www.lowcountryyouth.org, you're gonna see who we've served since 2008. It's been Black boys. Over 400 young Black men have come through our program since 2008, over 400. Um, our staff has been largely, if not mostly, well, it's definitely mostly um, African-American men. Um, and our, our, uh, our volunteers that are not mentors are mostly African-American women. You know, we serve African-American children, and we take pride in that. Um, and with that being said, we're also massively underfunded as an organization. We have one part-time employee, everybody else volunteer. I am the only employee, part-time employee, and I've only been been an employee since June of since June of last year. Wow. So, up until that point, it's been 100% volunteer. So, what we need is community support. I'm on March 20th, we're having our LYS-a-thon, which is going to be an all-day um, an all-day fundraising virtual fundraiser, which we're going to be broadcasting live on our Facebook li- our Facebook account um, Low Country Youth as Low Country Youth Services as well as our YouTube page with Country Youth Services or the Real Talk with Rajan page. Um, We're asking, we're trying to raise $25,000 for operating expenses and program expenses. Um, We are looking for partnerships. We're looking for uh, sponsorships. We're looking for many opportunities. If you'd like more information, you can email me, rlewis at dgcmentor.org. That's rlewis at dgcmentor.org. In terms of, uh, if you want to mentor, um, same place, www.lowcountryyouth.org. In terms of Real Talk with Rajan, I'm on every Wednesday night from 7 to 8 p.m. And sometimes other nights, even though my wife does not want me to be on other nights. <laughs> so we're working on that. Um, but every Wednesday night from 7 to 8, I'm interviewing great people doing amazing things. Um, people who are changing lives on a day-to-day basis. You know, people like Kim Bowman, you know, who's, who's out here killing it and dominating. Um, if you want more information about that, you can go to my YouTube page, uh, Real Talk with Rajan, My Facebook page, Real Talk with Rajan, Or go to my website, www.realtalkwithrajan.com.
0: Awesome. Well, Raison, it has been such a pleasure, such an honor, as always, to interview you this time. So, see, I think you got four on the scoreboard. I got one. <laughs> Give me three yeah. more times. Yeah,
1: yeah. Anytime you need me, <laughs> and I'll I got be you. caught up. <laughs> Anytime you need me, I got you.
0: Awesome. Well, I definitely appreciate you, Raison. This has been another awesome, awesome, awesome episode of Exquisite Conversations. Oh.